Welcome to Hello Ugly, the Dragula recap show for Season 2, Episode 2, titled Ghost Town Ghouls. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one slithering co-host. From the Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori, please say, Hello, Uglies, to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori. Shut up! Yeah, as Lorian pointed out, uh, Drakmorden likes to ask people complicated uh, questions or questions that require a long answer and then tell them to shut up. Or wait for a response. You yeah. know, when you're like, how's everybody doing today? And then you're like, you pause oh, okay, and then you're like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. I guess you didn't want me to talk, even though you did a call and response. But whatever. I'm not going to. Well, either way, welcome to the RuPaul, I'm the RuPaul's, the Drangular Recap Show, as we talk, as we know, as we have now officially said, called Hello Uglies. Shut up. And, um, welcome, and, and look, I, and I, I'll say this every episode, I'll say it again, if you're coming here to this show for deep, uh, in, you know, an intelligent analysis of the, of the Dracula, uh, show, uh, you come to the wrong place. Because, yeah. uh, uh, it, you're not gonna get it here. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, we wa- we watch the show. Yeah, which I mentioned. We 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 do watch the show. We do. But as a as most things, uh, I retain very little from from the actual show. And here's what's so, shocking: it's is it, we we were supposed to record an hour earlier than we we're recording today. And I texted Lori and said, "I still haven't watched the episode yet." Believe <laughs> believe it or not, I take it seriously. We both watched it today. <laughs> yeah. So it's just going to literally show you how little we've actually retained. <laughs> So, well, I, I do take notes. Do you take notes? I used to, but then I found that like I was too rigid when I took notes. So now I just mostly try and if I if there's something big I want to talk about, I'll jot it down. Mm-hmm. But mostly I just go by what if if there's something like I'll sometimes I'll pull up the the actual show mm-hmm. and have it in the background so yeah. I can scan. So when we talk about certain things, I can look at it and then mm-hmm. I'll remember what I wanted to talk about and stuff. Um, yeah. So, okay. So now let's talk about this. Now, I want to talk about what did you do today? Uh, I called in sick to work because I have been feeling sick all weekend. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, as you shared a week ago, we we record these once a week. Yes, we do. Oh, sorry. I've been sick all week. And as, yeah, as we recorded, uh, you know, so that's like almost ten days. Yeah, uh, um, as, which has only really felt like two, but yeah. yeah, it's it's been it's been ten days. Yeah, as you shared seven days ago, Lori, or over seven days yeah. ago, you had an egg McMuffin and got really sick. I had more than that. I had egg McMuffin. I had turkey. I had you know a whole Thanksgiving dinner and mm-hmm. pie, and then I got sick, and then I've just been feeling so like you're telling ugh. me you had an entire Thanksgiving dinner, and you thought to yourself, you know what this is missing? An egg McMuffin. Yeah. Well, I I had so I had a Thanksgiving dinner. So I had Thanksgiving Thursday yeah. with my family. Yeah. Then Friday morning, I I drove up with my girlfriend to Santa Clarita to visit her family. Yeah. We drove up early, and I wasn't hungry, mm-hmm. but I was like, "I'm going to eat an egg McMuffin just to make sure that I'm not starving by the time the food gets here." Yeah. So 
I I had what, 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 you know what I, I'm gonna say something you said I that and, like it's fat person logic yeah but. yeah exactly you make sense to me because I'm a as a fellow fat person I want to explain to all our skinny friends out there is when you're a fat person you're always afraid of being hungry so if you go to a place yeah and you're worried that either you won't eat on time or you won't get enough food you're gonna eat beforehand. Because also, too, there's this impression that you have in your head that if you eat beforehand, then you won't be that hungry when you get there. And people will be really yeah. impressed by how little you eat. And that they'll say, like, yeah. oh, wow. Oh, how does she so fat? <laughs> yeah. Must be a glandular problem. <laughs> yeah, because she just had, like, wow, she just only had, like, one plate of food. You yeah. Know? She didn't go back for seconds or She thirds. didn't go. But I was still starving. Yeah. So I had, like, two two plates of food, three, yeah. I think, three slices of pie. Mm-hmm. Well, you love like, pie. I oh, would say I about pie. 40% of your stand-up act revolves around pie. It used to. I got rid of a couple of pie jokes. Which of the pie jokes? Did you get rid of the pie-sexual joke? I did get rid of that one, yeah. Which is funny because it's a big part of another – because like when your mom says to you – for people who don't know, Lori has a hilarious bit where she has a conversation with her mom on the phone about whether she's going to be president of the United States. And – in that joke, don't you even say, like, do you think they're going to hear some sort of pie-sexual bit? Or do you, do you replace it with another joke? I replace it with another joke. What about the one about tacos? That I got rid of that one. Oh. <laughs> Wait, so there's, like, a whole Lori Roggenkamp, like, retired Hall of Fame of jokes? Yeah. Well, because I'm now fully out of the closet. Because that was before when I wasn't really out of the closet. So now that I'm fully out, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's no point in me kind of insinuating stuff so i mean i guess i could figure it could probably figure out a way to work it in and have it be different but i'm just too lazy wait so so you're saying you did jokes when you were in the closet so you would go up on a microphone in front of rooms full of strangers and talk openly about your lesbian tendencies but your parents or your family didn't know no when did you tell your parents uh it's a complicated that's a complicated thing cuz i didn't have like one moment when mm-hmm. i told my parents i had like a collection of moments what do you mean cuz like so like i my mom like when i was like in high school found like some stories that i had printed out online mm-hmm. that were like um for like <laughs> <laughs> like like lesbian stories and so she was like what's this and I was like I don't know mom I'm just like questioning stuff and then she talked to me about how like you know I just need to lose weight and wear more makeup <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh-huh. and then when I was older I joined and when I my first year of college I joined the LGBTQ group mm-hmm. and i told my mom because this legit happened to me that i met the lesbians that were in the group were just literally the meanest and most clicky mm-hmm. just the not kind lesbians at all that's why i never really like got the whole thing that gay men are, are clicky until mm-hmm. much later until i met you uh-huh. because uh <laughs> because the gay men in the group were the kindest there's this one guy who was like really nice and super sweet and he was super he like asked me we would like hang out together and stuff and he was really sweet and super friendly but the lesbians were just like the meanest 
cunts ever. And so, yeah, they were just like, they literally just had no time for anybody. And they acted like they were too cool for school. So I I told my mom that I thought that I was a lesbian, but I was like, I guess I'm not because Mm -hmm. I'm not a bitch. (laughs) So was your mom relieved? uh, My mom was relieved. But then, you know, again, recommended that I lose weight and put more makeup on. Um, okay. What was phase two? <laughs> then I came out like five years later, mm-hmm. maybe six. I came out when I was 27. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I definitely told them. But then, like, my mom was like, well, is there any chance that you would date a guy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I'm not going to say never because I don't know what the future holds. Who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe you know i get hit in the head or something and all of a sudden wake up and then want to you know mm-hmm. suck some peen so i'm like yeah sure why not and mm-hmm. so my mom was like well maybe she's just confused <laughs> and then i got a really short haircut oh, and that yeah. kind of sealed the deal my mom was like oh she's not going back yeah now so. let me ask you a question because this you know this is the important question that popped into my brain when what when you were talking about this is would you ever date a transgender woman? Um, yeah, I, I thought about that. I would say I would, but it, I don't know if I would necessarily want to be in a relationship, you know, like, I don't know if I would want to marry a transgendered woman, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that I would want, I mean, I, I like, I don't know. I think that, you know, I, it, oh, but again, it depends on the woman. Yeah. I mean, there was this one woman who was like, who used to do stand up, who mm-hmm. super, who would hit on me a lot. And I always was like, well, maybe I, if I just like made out with her or something, maybe mm-hmm. I could see, but I, she was really also really old. She was like in her fifties. Oh my God. She was so old. Well, this is when I was like 20. So she was like, 30 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I think I probably would, it would just have to, you know, I'd have to see. So we'll see. What if they gave you but, pie? Yes. Then yes. The qu- oh, answer for pie is always yes. <laughs> and we're done. Okay. Yeah. Now, Lori, what did, the, did you, huh? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What are you going to say? There's this uh, uh, graphic novel called Preacher, mm-hmm. and uh, there's this vamp- Irish vampire who, kid- who basically takes this woman after he- his best friend and this woman's girlfriend dies, or they think he's dead, mm-hmm. and they take he takes her and like essentially just keeps her loaded mm-hmm. on uh, on drugs and alcohol so he can sleep with her because mm-hmm. she's so distraught over her boyfriend, her love of her life dying. Mm-hmm. So he just keeps her miserable and keeps reminding her that her boyfriend died and that, you know, she's all alone and then gives her drugs and alcohol so he can sleep with her. And so I feel like that would be, <laughs> that would be the thing is just to give me, keep giving me pie. Anytime I feel like I'm coming out of the funk, just stuff more pie down my throat. So. 
This week, the girls are dumbed in the middle of a ghost town. James Majesty and Monarchy Shane patch up their differences, while Abhora and the other girls continue to pile on to bitch pudding. The girls deliver a western-themed ghost show, much to the delight of the Boulay brothers. Victoria Elizabeth Black is named the winner of the challenge, while Abhora and Dolly also are named in the top. That leaves the remaining girls to battle it out in an old-fashioned paintball duel. In the end, Monarchy Shane didn't have what the Boulay brothers were looking for and she meets her maker via an old-fashioned stabbing. Lori, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Uh, let me think. Okay, it's gonna be here uh, for a while. So, um, so I actually didn't like the uh the outfits this i the, everybody they kept saying that everybody was oh they brought their a, a game mm-hmm. but i felt kind of underwhelmed by except for um the drag queen who set her thing on fire yeah i thought she, i think she she i really like her mm-hmm. i thought she did really well yeah um and i'm glad that she won okay um but overall, I felt like everybody, even the Belay brothers, I felt like their looks were kind of weak mm-hmm. this this uh, episode uh, in the uh, intro and in the throughout the show. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I just I don't know. I just wasn't really impressed with the looks. But, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm expecting too much. Um so what that's are, the thing I didn't like. Yeah, well, yeah, I actually cool. liked the judging. I okay. thought the judging, I necessarily, I didn't necessarily agree with mm-hmm. them in a lot of their critiques, but I thought the judging, I thought it was funny. I liked the kind of uh, rapport that they had with mm-hmm. the woman that was Miss Kitty. It took, yeah, it took me a second to make sure that she, I didn't know if she was a drag queen or not. Yeah. I was like, that is a very convincing drag queen. Mm-hmm. Um. But she was really funny, mm-hmm. and I felt like she did a good job of like kind of going back and forth and kidding around with them. And you could tell that they had like a very friendly, you know, playful relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked that. And uh, I don't know. I, oh, I love the kitten at the end. <laughs> oh, you love the kitten. The kitten at the end was really cute. was freaking adorable. Kitty cat. The kitty cat. Yeah, the kitty cat. Yeah. Uh, two things I liked about the episode. I actually differ with you. I actually did like the looks, for the most part, on the whole, a lot. Uh, so I was a big fan of the looks and of the challenge. Uh, the second thing I liked was, you know, again, I think I said this last episode, the pace of the show is so much better this season. Like, everything was just paced well. Uh, yeah. The one thing I didn't like, um, you know, I just said it was very paced very well. I, I think that this show, I think, and I think this continues this season, is starting to fall down the trap of like old school reality show tropes, where like this is manufactured drama, as you pointed out, and they're like yeah. trying to keep it going, and it's like, again, give us a shorter show. Uh, yeah, I, I'd rather see a yeah. shorter show and, uh. And, and 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 see what that can give us rather than like this fake either a fake patch up or a fake war or or I don't know, it just seems very bizarre and, and 
and not true. And yeah, and I wasn't a big well, fan of it. And then you also have like alliances. It's like they're acting like they're on an episode of Survivor where they all collectively have to go together to vote. It's like, no, you don't choose, mm-hmm. you know, you just do, you know, the Boulay brothers vote pick who they're going to vote off mm-hmm. you know it's not your opinion so y- whoever you side with you know mm-hmm. but i thought and then they also like you know uh like have like uh what's her face of horror who i just can't stand she was just like well i don't want to be friends with you because i want you off the competition it's like okay like that's really why you want to you know it's a com- it's like a com- it's a competition why do you you know i just yeah. thought it's so weird that you know she'd be willing to throw so much you know she'd be be able to just hate so much just for the sheer fact that it, she's it's this comp you know competition mm-hmm. so i don't know well we'll get to that when we'll get to that segment but let's move on to the top of the show where we have today's teaser episode i was actually thinking about the, the teaser at the top of the episode because i was wondering oh. if you even understood what was going on i completely understood what was going on but what we saw was the the boulet brothers dressed up as like cat burglars Okay. Which, by the way, can yeah. I just say, that's probably my the funniest scene. I don't know if it was intentional. Oh, it was sure for sure intentional. They were being but the scene of them walking yeah. along that that and then Israel, they're like literally like not even crouched down. They're trying to seem coy, but they're like I like they're like we can't bend in these these outfits. Yeah. So they're like literally like they stop, they trot, they look, they trot, and then here's Israel coming right behind them carrying a shovel, just like, oh god, <laughs> like another day, another day with these bitches. But anyway, yeah, so Israel much. is in tow as these two cat burglar Boulay brothers uh, are making their way, which is weird because first they're like in some sort of industrial like. Uh, park or warehouses yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like in the jungle or something it's like weird yeah they're like outside <laughs> of like a farmhouse yeah, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> they like run like literally through an open like uh warehouse yeah behind an open warehouse and then they end up at like the side of a farmhouse with like dead leaves yeah and then they tell Israel to start digging and literally Israel puts the shovel in the ground and Drak Morta goes Will you hurry up? <laughs> I'm getting exhausted just watching you. Yeah, so that's how you know they're being funny, right? And, it's just, it's just, and then it takes an hour yeah. for the, him to finish. Oh, it was, it was, I thought it was really, I was laughing my, okay. the whole time. And I will say the only reason I know what's going on is that I watch this with my girlfriend. So she explained oh, to that's me. that's right. She watches RuPaul's Drag Race. Because if, if you yeah. watch RuPaul's Drag Race, you would know they were digging up a body. And there's a hint that they give you because Swan Thula says, I can smell him already. And what – so I'll tell you what they're referencing here. So then they dig up a body. They take it to some sort of laboratory where they bring it back to life with a combination of electricity and poppers. And yeah. uh, and he comes back to life. Wait, cutting wire, oh orb thing. Yeah, and then nipple nipple clamps. Yeah, and then uh, and then we it's reveal that it's former RuPaul's Drag Race pit crew member Sean Morales, and uh, they've brought Sean Morales back to life. Obviously, he was dead. That's why he's not on RuPaul's Drag Race. That's the joke because he just sort of went missing. He was on one season, then you never saw him again. And the other joke was it's it's kind of known, it's always been in the rumors and stuff, that Sean Morales does not like to use deodorant. And so he's always very musky and smells. That's why there was a lot of those he smells jokes. 
Uh, oh. yeah, there you go. There's the explanation there. But yeah, so it was a, it was a, almost like a Frankenstein sort of inside joke. Here's Sean Morales. Here's what he's up to now. Uh, the show starts, and then we see the queens arrive in the back of a flatbed truck at the Lazy Tea Re- Ranch. Uh, but and- can I say that they never bring him up again? Like, I, the, I, he never comes out. He mm-hmm. doesn't do anything. He It literally is just, he's just been resurrected for no reason. Yeah. Well, and- I think he does come back in other episodes or teasers in the rest of the season. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, anyway, so the the flatbed truck dumps oh, the, yeah. the girls, just dumps them in the middle of this town and uh and then that's when the girls once they're dumped the girls dust themselves off already and almost in full makeup and then they're like it's it's some of the worst acting of all time oh it's so well first off it's literally like the slowest dump i've ever seen <laughs> yeah like, it's just like they they drive them out there and then they slowly tilt the car back yeah or the the bed of the the thing back and the their uh, uh bitch pudding is literally blocking everybody yeah from leaving and they're like get out of, it's just like get out of the car i honestly feel like the driver was like look you guys had 15 minutes mm-hmm. to get out of this truck bed yeah and also it's like i just want one time mm-hmm. for them to just show up not dressed in in their outfit already yeah. and mm-hmm. then put on there like it just didn't and also it was like uh well i guess we'll get to it later but when they were in the uh the outdoor patio Mm -hmm. putting on their makeup and stuff they weren't even really doing anything no because like when they ring the bell they're like oh we got to get ready so it's like well what were you guys doing during that time well there's a part where um i can't remember it might be that's not bitch pudding it's somebody they're talking and you can see that they're miming putting makeup on but they're really doing nothing well, yeah, uh, Monarchy. But wait, wait she... we're jumping ahead, though. We're jumping oh, ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So they get dumped in the middle of the, of the ghost town, and then uh, the worst acting of all time because this is where they have to like talk, like, "Oh, I wonder who." Like, I don't know what we're doing here. I wonder who's gonna make it back. I think, yeah. and then they all speculate. Like, Meanwhile, bitch, you all came up in the same car. Which I also I love that like each of them wanted to get a line in, yeah. you know, like they each had to put. It's not like they could just say like one person could say so they're like, yeah, and then I'm gonna say a fun thing, like, mm-hmm. it's like okay, yeah. So all then, right, what they see it's like that- a bad improv show where like everybody <laughs> needs to be doing something. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. The, the bad improv should be called the subtitle for the show. But then eventually we see that Monarchy Shame and Erica Clash are walking up. And then they, and so then they walk up, they join the girls. Everyone's like, oh my God, felony Dodger's gone, you know? And yeah. what I love though, my, I wrote this line down because I loved it. Erica Clash is talking about the extermination challenge. And she says, you guys know I've never got anything pierced. How the fuck would any of them know this? Yeah. Also, and I didn't realize this till I was watching, uh, uh, the preview of last i've totally forgot this she has hooks she had hooks in her in her face the who last is? for her makeup the last uh uh episode who she put hooks erica clash oh, she, she put did? hooks in her face oh 
So she already had something in her body. Well, then the, the, you know when you have like p- fake pierced ears where it just sort of like pinches your skin. It's not really piercing. It just looks like. Oh. That. I like how you really but yeah, it. it was just like, well, she was like, I, you know, I honestly feel like they do more to like, I feel like they do like a rehearsal and then they do like the, <laughs> like, we're going to rehearse you talking. And then, so then Erica goes like, she says it and then she'll be like, and you guys know, and it's because she literally just said the oh, same the thing. Oh, you're right. I think you're right. Or I think she's saying you guys know because we talked about it on the way up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, when we, I had to get out yeah. halfway through remember and walk our, up while you guys were pretending to be dumped out. Yeah. Remember on our two-hour drive from L.A. to wherever we are, to this random <laughs> ranch? I told you guys I've yeah. never had anything pierced. Yeah. i got to be honest, though. I do miss the <laughs> I miss the, the drives where you get to see them napping in, yeah. <laughs> in the car. Well, that's the thing is, yeah. They clearly had him in the old time in the, in the cars they had before, but now they're like, you know what? Maybe we don't want him to see that. Because it, it's dumb to be like, you're a monster. Now, yeah. get in this Kia Soul and, and, yeah. and, and yeah. drive up to yeah. Pacoima. Keep Cherokee and yeah. uh, and drive, you know, like the like the horrible monster you are. Now, get in that Well, they probably Nissan just didn't Sentra. want any of their dirty makeup to get all over the, the cars. They were just like, let's just take a hayride. Yeah. So, well, the, you but, know that the yeah. flatbed truck was right before they went around the mountain. They got in that flatbed truck, and then it drove around the mountain. Now, I have a question. Yeah. Because this is something that I wanted to ask because I didn't know, and it might not even be a thing. Mm-hmm. But what what was the thing... Where so Monarchy and Erica Clash were walking up, and mm-hmm. then I think it was Disasterina, mm-hmm. or maybe it was James Majesty said, "Oh, I saw a Monarchy with her pads, and that was really embarrassing." Mm-hmm. Is she talking about the the boob pads that she's wearing? Like, why is it embarrassing that she has those on? What I'm thinking of talking about, what drag queens often talk about, is the padding. Is that often drag queens? In fact, most drag queens, they, they take, believe it or not, like cushions. A lot of times, like foam cushions. And then they there's an art to it, actually. And they pay, most of the time they pay people to do it or they learn how to do it themselves. Where they they, they mold the foam to f- resemble um, the sort of like a more f- shapely, womanly hips that men don't have naturally. And that's called oh. padding. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you see a man with a womanly hip, which I think Monarchy Shame does have... It's because they have padding, so they stuff that. So they wear like basically. I did think that uh, that she. I was like, oh wow, look at Monarchy. Yeah, it's because they have these like foam padding that's that's shaped to look like uh, female hips. Anyway, uh, okay, so then the Boulay brothers drive up in a pink convertible car and everyone claps and they're wearing these like these red outfits which you said laura you didn't like these red outfits i thought it was just kind of like eh. like i was like i mean like the it sort of was just i don't know i just didn't really think it was that mm-hmm. it was it they let's just say they. i feel like they've worn a better red dress yeah and so i feel like if you're gonna wear a red dress it has to be something that's better than a red dress you've worn before well, you know, even, what, another thing I want to say is, even though this show has gotten is is you can tell much better in production than the season one. Yeah, there are weird choices that they make in editing where it's like, the, like the Boulay brothers go like, "Welcome, ladies. Now let's open it up with a toast, Israel." 
give them their drinks. And then it's like a long time you see like Israel handing each person a a drink. Yeah. And then you see them Israel hand them a drink, and you're like, okay, we didn't need to see Israel going to get the drinks and then handing them the drink. Like we can just and see, like, oh, walking have... off. Yeah, like yeah, you literally yeah. see him put the put the tray down and go like, I guess I'll just walk off. Yeah. Now. Like like he just literally is like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'll just go off this way. We didn't we didn't block this part. So then yeah. and then and then Drakmorta goes like he takes a big swig of it and then he like throws the glass down. And then like Swan is like, Oh, I guess I was supposed to do this. And then she like but like in an awkward amount of time afterwards, and she throws the glass down, and then you see Monarchy just throw the glass over her head. Yeah, she's like, "I guess that's what we're doing." It's so weird. It was weird. Yeah, it was. It just. <laughs> I honestly feel like it was a just a choice that she made, mm-hmm. and I definitely could see later on the the owner of that area be like, "You'd really realize you have to pick up all of the," <laughs> and and they also made it seem like it was like, like they were breaking. But those yeah. were obviously plastic, <laughs> yeah. so there was no way that those broke. Yeah, I mean, I can see in. maybe if they landed on like a pebble, they could break. But there's no way that it like went like every even when uh, what's her face threw it in the when she was standing in line, it they made like a sound that it broke, and it was just like there's no way. That but that's that what happened. I love about this show. It almost reminds me, you know, like Donald Trump will say things that even though like he says it, and then you're like, that's obviously not true. We know, like he'll be like. <laughs> We don't know who killed Khashoggi, the Washington Post journalist. Yeah. And you're like, it may CIA. or may not be. It may not be. Who knows? The, the intelligence hasn't said that it's him, even <laughs> though, like, literally, they're like, the intelligence said it was him. Yeah. It's, like- it's the same thing here where the Boulay brothers say, like, welcome to this deserted ghost town. And then behind them is, like, a liquor store yeah. or something. Where it's like, yeah. get your, like, fresh Coke here. Like, it's like, like a I new- agree. <laughs> I, the Boulay brothers are the Donald Trump of the dragon. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. You heard it here. I think that, Joe, I think you're spot on. Yeah, thank you. But then they go like, now, ladies, we have a saloon for you to get ready in. Now go off to your saloon and get ready. And then they go to the next scene. And it's just like some, it's like a random room of like a refrigerator it's in the background. It's patio that I guarantee you they were like the break room. Yeah. <laughs> and then they even say like, it's hot here. So knock on our door. Because, like, <laughs> Mac Warner reminds me of me when I was 16 and I was trying to tell a joke. Like, like literally the longest setup. And it's like, wait, let me restart. And so she goes, like, knock on the door if you're because we want to see what a pussy looks like before it dies. And yeah. everybody just, like, literally waits and goes, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And, you like, know, she she and Swan, she was telling Swan through that joke, like, 20 minutes before, like. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna say, "Oh yeah." Now it's yeah, you're right. As long as you're like, now everyone, it's very hot here. The weather's expected to hold on for a second, Siri. What's the temperature in uh, <laughs> at the Lazy Tea Ranch here in Pacoima? Yeah, and then you wait or for she, yeah. Then she goes, "Yeah, it's gonna be a hundred degrees." Or she does what my aunt does 
my aunt when she gives directions will be so oh, so like specific to the point where it confuses the crap out of you mm-hmm. so she'll be like 30 degrees to the left <laughs> you'll see at a diagonal shape you'll see a maroon colored door yeah now you're gonna want to go to walk towards that door but you're not you're gonna want to veer to the right about 60 degrees and it's like what <laughs> where am i going how am i <laughs> getting yeah, to your the, area yeah but the point is that yeah you're right you made the point which is a super long step just for her to say like we want to know what a real pussy looks like meanwhile you know the lawyers are standing off stage screen like no 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 don't see you have to say yeah yeah that's why she they probably were like make sure you drink like please just tell them to drink water like just <laughs> ask them nicely. well there is a weird part of that which we haven't talked about where like after she says that joke and they laugh she goes ha 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 just kidding <laughs> she said yeah it's almost like she was like <laughs> allegedly <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um so then next we go into the boudoir where again this is where we have all the manufactured uh drama the first thing we see is that for no apparent reason disasterina asks kendra if riding in the truck was worse than basic training yeah this is coming out of nowhere. And Kendra's like, no. We also learned that Kendra had a boyfriend when she was in basic training. Um, and then there's a... That back- got beat up when she was at church. Yeah, when she was at church, it got beat up. And everyone glosses over that part and they go like, you went to church? <laughs> and they totally focus on that. And they're like, why? And she's like, because I got out of cleaning the floors. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's cool. So totally <laughs> moving on. They and then on. they focus on Erica Clash and her spirituality. Everybody's really worried that Erica Clash might not be, uh, might not believe in God. Well, I just loved how it was just a bunch of men dressed in getting ready for a drag show, worried that somebody didn't believe in God. Well, well, I also love that Erica goes, you know, like, well, you know, uh, I'm just asking because I was a pastor's son. My my dad was a pastor, and um, he was really abusive. I didn't see the abuse, but he was really abusive physically and emotionally to my mom and my sisters. And so then, you know, he wasn't really in my life. But he introduced me to horror movies. Yeah, so it's a wash. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what the, what she's like. But he did introduce me to horror movies. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's, it's all good. You know, it is what it is. I yeah. mean, it's like there was a prominent guy in improv who uh, was ousted for being like a sexual predator, mm-hmm. and I didn't know him. Like we were friends, but I didn't hang out with him on a daily yeah. basis. But one time he gave me a gift card to Chipotle for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly hearing about it and going, no, he gave me a gift card to Chipotle. <laughs> like, and he was like, that's, why would he do that? He's so nice. <laughs> just like oh okay i guess i guess one doesn't overdo the other uh yeah so yeah and then also i just love how dolly is not doing any makeup like literally no. it's done for the show and then when she does her when you'll see when we or, uh you, you won't see but when we get to the thing about her doing her um uh her floor show it looks like her makeup was like she sweated off her makeup so who did uh dolly oh really yeah if you rewatch it it totally looks like she sweated i mean her lipstick is like totally gone she may have yeah uh next we actually do get to see victoria elizabeth black 
administer that foot massage, even though I look totally sick. It looked like, can you just for like half a second massage her feet? Oh, yeah. It looked like a total, you know, it looked like after they were done with their, both of their things, they literally, she just like kneeled down and did a foot massage. Yeah, because like even the, the position bitch putting is in is like, awkward uncomfortable yeah like she's sitting on a milk crate like angled in a weird way just like uh uh, victoria could angle get her foot it was like you're like okay she did it for 10 seconds she didn't really give her a foot massage yeah there's no way you could fully enjoy a foot massage like that yeah next um they're all supposedly getting ready then james majesty enters well she's there oh then why does she just randomly say to monarchy can we talk please well she says something like your makeup it looks like your make your your makeup's sweating off or something. And Monarchy's like, "Yeah, I need to to get some air." And then they both then James and I just like, "Can we talk outside?" Yeah. Which FYI, I will say that I did like her tank top. Who's Finding tank top? Daddy. I thought that was really cute. Whose tank top? Uh, James Majesty. What did it say? Finding who? Finding Daddy. It was like written like Finding Nemo. Oh, okay. But it said Finding Daddy. I thought that was funny. But so she, they go outside, mm-hmm. and James Majesty offers like what I thought was like a like a a, a weird apology mm-hmm. because it was like it wasn't addressing anything that she said the day before. Like she basically was just like, "I'm sorry if we're having problems, mm-hmm. but you know that I think you're a great." drag queen and you do great st- style and whatever and it's like literally the day before you said exactly the opposite yeah 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 you're so right. it's I like thinking that too it was like she didn't address that it was a uh she didn't address that it was a um you know that she said she was a basket case that she said she kept getting fired mm-hmm. you know she didn't address all she did was literally go like you ate you put 120 worms in a blender and ate them what like it's just like <laughs> okay so I wonder what caused caused her to do that. Like, do you think the producer said you need to make up with her or like, I think she just w- didn't want any animosity. You know, it's like, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just hard to be in a room, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, you don't really know their relationship. So maybe they are like, they just kind of have that relationship where they fight and then they make up and they, cause even Monarchy said, Oh, majesty gave one of her classic, fake apologies yeah. so it's like seems to me like that's happened before mm-hmm. so, well it keeps happening because like i told you this last week they were in another feud again yeah so it seems to me like it, it it's just kind of what comes with the territory all right moving on but, they, so they make up and they come back to the trailer where uh, abhora and bitch pudding are back at it again again for now a completely different reason where abhor yeah, just doesn't well, want to be your friend and then it comes up with that, that um uh, Abhora calls uh, Abhora said I'm not your friend and then Bitch Pudding comes up with I think a very legitimate response which is well if I'm not your friend don't call me at 3am when your car is going to be towed and you need me to lend you money so it's not impounded and then Abhora's response is well my boyfriend was there yeah which by the way this guy sounds like a piece of crap like it's yeah. just like her boyfriend i think she needs to stop using her boyfriend as like a a mile marker yeah so but yeah i well what also was weird is that then dolly goes well i don't know if she's telling the truth because i don't know her character if who's so telling I the don't, truth do, uh bitch pudding 
Oh, I see. Okay. It makes it seem like Butch Pudding was making up the story. Yeah, which Abhorred, by the way, doesn't deny. No. But then, so then, again, she does what she did before. So Abhorred does the thing she did before, which is she says she just keeps throwing stuff out there. Like, she's just trying to see what sticks. So she literally, like, she throws out that, you know, we were never friends. Mm -hmm. Then she throws out that you said that you were my mother and that you were taking me under your wing, but I had been doing drag longer than you. Yeah. And then that doesn't get any traction. Yeah. Then she says again, she mentions a different time that she grabbed her and made out with her mm-hmm. at a club yeah. and against her will. <laughs> then, then that doesn't get any traction. And then she says, finally, which I think is the real thing. I yeah. think she finally just hit on it. Which is that she goes, I don't want to be friends with you because I want to get you out of the competition and I don't want you to win. Mm -hmm. So I think it's legit that she just she just can't be in a competition with somebody she knows unless she hates them, you know? Yeah. Like I I watched this show called Ultimate Fighter, which is a reality show Mm -hmm. uh, for uh, UFC fans for MMA. Are you a UFC fan? What? Are you a UFC fan? Yeah. Oh, I like it. But I fell into it ass backwards because it's literally the gayest. It's, oh, it's so gay. It's literally the gayest thing. Mm-hmm. It's like men and the, the ultimate fighter is so funny because it's a reality show and you see these men like literally be like, I'm not gay, you're gay. And then like literally 69 each other mm-hmm. in a cage for like, you know, five mm-hmm. minutes or whatever. Yeah. So it just always made me laugh. But one of the things you see is you see people who are who are in the show who cannot be friends with the person that they're fighting like mm-hmm. they literally when they find out who that person is they could be you know buddy buddy the whole time but then as soon as they find out that they're fighting that person they have to they have to find a problem mm-hmm. and so i think that that's abhora i think abhora has to have a problem with her because she she needs her off the show because yeah. she's intimidated by her so she needs to be like hey and i think bitch pudding is just like look i you know i i respect her I'm sorry she doesn't respect me. And then the only thing, and then what I think is funny is then uh, James Majesty calls her out for wearing the same latex, and then Abhora goes, well, I'm happy to see that everybody else sees what I see. And it's like, you didn't even point, you didn't didn't even point that out. Yeah, but but you know, I I know you're right. But but, but, but you hit on something else, which it does seem, because it comes up at the the deliberation, or the, is that, um, it does seem like the girls do gang up on Bitch Pudding, and no one denies this. Yeah. Uh, Erica calls it out. Even Bitch Pudding calls it out. Everyone, the girls, like, Abhora, even though it seems so stupid to us, it seems to be working because all these queens hate Bitch, hate Bitch Pudding. My favorite part, it comes up a couple of times in the show, is they all come down on Bitch Pudding for using the latex... Uh, Makeup that she used last week, the same latex makeup. That was my favorite yeah. thing. <laughs> but go ahead and say it then. My fa- <laughs> that was my favorite thing. That you have a drag queen who uses the same mask. Yeah. Who uses a mask every single time. Yeah. You have another drag queen who uses the same stupid nose yeah. every time. <laughs> and you have all of these people have the same. You have James Majesty uses the stupid dots on his yeah. face every uh-huh. time. And they're like, you use the same latex. What a, what a noob. How, what are you doing? 
it's like and it's like bitch if you're drowning you're not you're bloated you're not flaky yeah like, okay thank you yeah, thank you for that our... that medical diagnosis yeah, well you know because also the boulet brothers are, are are judging you on the verisimilitude of uh your yeah. how you died they're like mm, you know um kendra when you actually have the plague you don't really get bumps like that they, they <laughs> yeah, it like doesn't it. grow Actually, my my background in in science and disease deaths tell me that you... (laughs) Meanwhile, meanwhile, and we'll get to this with the looks, um, Abhor was legit scary, but like... Oh, I didn't like Abhor's. Oh, I liked Abhor's. But but Bitch Pudding... Not Bitch Pudding, I'm sorry. Monarchy Shane was just carrying buckets of water. Yeah, and and they also made it lean like, oh, she... She did her own padding, which is the, I guess, the hip thing. Yeah. And she made her own costume, mm-hmm. which is the first time she's ever done it. Uh-huh. And it was like, I literally could have made that. It was like she just cut a sheet and tied a rope around it yeah. and then put buckets on her back. And they, that was it. They should have you. Like, she, she had a terrifying face mask. Yeah. The last time. It's like, why did she wear like just a simple mask when it's supposed to be horror in the desert yeah like if she would have done like almost like the sandman kind of thing where she would have put like a potato sack over her that would have been scarier yeah you know not just that stupid mask that she had on yeah 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 it was it was really it was it was not good uh okay then what we find this this moment this thing is long is um monarchy then okay yeah uh then israel rings a bell Monarchy, also, I should say, Monarchy mentioned that her mom killed herself. Oh, that's right. So, and that, that was totally glossed over. That was better. So, mm-hmm. Well, she said that in a testimonial. Yeah. So she said that her mom killed herself. And then, uh, so it's like, it's just like all of these queens have such dark history. Yeah. And then as it's all, as they're all talking, uh, Israel rings a bell. There's more fake acting with like, oh my God, a bell. And then uh, yeah. we see the boulet. Go, like, didn't wait? Didn't they say that if we hear a bell, that yeah. we should start getting ready? And yeah. it's like, so what have you guys been doing? <laughs> so then, and then you see, like, and then you kind of see the Belay brothers kind of go like, "Is it? Do we go now? Yeah. Are we go? Okay, okay. I guess we'll go now. I guess we'll we'll start now." Then they bring on <laughs> Miss Kitty. As a guest judge, a person they know from like the the, the nightclub scene that they started, and uh, she comes in. She's kind of like a a voluptuous woman with her boobs popping out. Is she your type, uh, Lori? This Miss Kitty? No. Oh, uh, no. and she's dressed sort of like an old timey like um, madam, like you know, like a from a from a brothel. And uh, they start the floor show. Now let's talk. What were your what were your hot takes from the floor show, Lori? Well, I'll say this right off the bat with Abhora mm-hmm. is that uh, I have a firm belief that it's like it's hard to like something that by somebody you already don't like. Mm-hmm. So I think with Abhora, just the fact that I just don't like her, mm-hmm. and I think she's just a f- I just don't like her personality, and I mm-hmm. don't I don't like the nose. I think the nose is dumb. So I just off the bat didn't like what she was doing. I felt like mm-hmm. it was just like it was literally like painted things. And a wig, a trash, a trashy wig. She mm-hmm. padded her pants and tore up her shirt, and that mm-hmm. was it. I mean, it's like it's more than I. I'll give you, it's more than Monique did, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was great. Um, I, 
I did think it was interesting that like um I would have liked to see how how it looked from where like when they were doing the show you know mm-hmm. like i felt like they kind of cut it to where it seemed like some of them most of them were doing individual like walkthroughs mm-hmm. but i would have liked to see how the the boulet brothers watched them because like when you um when you showed it sometimes like they were individual but then sometimes like disasterine and kendra in the same place monarchy and yeah. uh uh james were in the same place but mm-hmm. Dolly was felt like was kind of on her own doing mm-hmm. like hand twirls. I didn't really get the the oh no, I forgot she was with Erica Clash. Erica mm-hmm. Clash is like literally right behind her. Uh er, Monica uh, Dolly I didn't really get. I didn't really get why everybody liked hers. I felt like I liked the headdress, but I felt like all she was really doing with her hands was just kind of moving her face around. Yeah. Um but I loved Victoria. I thought Victoria did a great job. Mm-hmm. I thought she was scary. And uh, I really liked it. What did you think? Um, I loved Abhor's look. Uh, I'm not a big Abhor fan, and you know, I will say as the season moves on, you get over. I get. I hate the nose more and more, but I actually feel in this look in particular, the nose worked really, really, really well with this cartoon character. She's doing like a 1930s. Uh, what's the name? Fleischer Brothers cartoon. Uh, era and it's scary when they show her dancing on it's it's legit kind of scary actually and i thought she did a good job i thought Empora's outfit was great it, i agree with you i don't understand why dolly was in the top necessarily i think maybe because they had to have three in the top because they needed six people for the paintball challenge but yeah. uh, dolly was very meh to me but victoria elizabeth black by far as like the burned up fortune teller was phenomenal that look was amazing and i also agree that she should have won the previous week that she, that her look should have yeah. won for week one so so far she's brought it every single week so far and so i think she's doing a bang up job uh in the bottom um i feel everyone that was in the bottom deserved to be in the bottom i thought kendra's was like okay so you brought a rat you know yeah um, i agree with their i agree i agreed with their thing it was like i actually agree with jack morta which is like okay it's a rat mm-hmm. like you know what why why you know it's like you have these boils but you also have this rat that's like unta- un like nothing's wrong with it mm-hmm. you know so i thought that was weird but yeah i just um i thought it, i yeah i just thought it was i don't know i felt overall though i felt like maybe because victoria I thought did such a great job with like the fire and everything i felt mm-hmm. like everybody else kind of just phoned it in when I felt like they could have been like 10 times scarier, you know? And now, uh, so. uh, I did, Erica was the worst. Erica's outfit was just a uh. shitty party city werewolf costume like that she got from like a, a like a, I don't know. It was bad. It was well, really, really You know, bad. what's funny is I think Erica's problem is what they keep saying is, um, uh, who do they keep saying that mm-hmm. they still don't see who she is? I forgot. Oh, Victoria no. Black, but I don't even know what that criticism means. But they, but so they, who, I'm sorry, who did you say it was? Victoria Elizabeth Black. Yeah. So they're saying they still don't see who she is, which I don't get it. But I will say that that's Erica's problem is that she is just her 
track. Yeah. Like, I think that also could, you could say Disasterine is the same thing where it's just like, they just bring their own style. So it's like Erica Clash is just going to be poppy Japanese style, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So like her tiger was just her style matched with a, you know, quote unquote horror. So I just, I don't see her lasting too long in the competition, but I will say that, I will say that like what I find interesting is that, you know, she like, also, I just don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know too much about like drag in general, but I feel like Erica really is more of a clown than a drag queen. Cause it just seems to me like she just doesn't really put like makeup on. She puts like shapes and stuff. Oh, I on. see what you're saying. Um, I would say this. I would say that Erica, yeah, maybe I don't know if clown is the right word, but well, she, not like I don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah. I just meant like I don't think that she's a drag queen. I think she's like a performer more well, than I a would drag say queen. maybe she's a drag queen but or a performer, but like definitely not suited for Dragula. It's not I don't know why they thought she'd be scary. She's too cutesy. Yeah, she's too cutesy uh like Japanese anime. Um I want to talk about the deliberation a little bit, which is there's a weird moment. I think part of it is editing. Another part of it is the the Boulet brothers aren't very good at hosting and being aware of the audience. But no. um, the guest judge, Miss Kitty, she's trying to say that Dolly is a shaman. Okay? Which is yeah. a word for like some sort of like um, witch doctor. Okay? But instead of saying yeah. shaman, she, she says shaman. And yeah. and rightfully so, Swanthula starts giggling and says, honey, you know Charmin. And then Jack Morris is like, eh, what's going on? What? And then... Yeah. Jack Morris is not paying attention. Yeah, not paying attention at all. And then they don't they don't ever say, like, she meant Charmin. And then she's like... They go in this weird bit, like, did you think it was made out of toilet paper? You know? And, yeah. And then they just kind of drop it. And they don't explain that she's meant to say shaman. And she said shaman. Yeah, that did confuse me a bit. Because I felt like they were joking. But then I was like, oh, is it really made of toilet paper? No. Like, did I yeah. just totally miss something? No. I Can I also that. say that I just love that they have clipboards? But that, <laughs> that to me, for some reason, is just... Like, I don't know. Because I just... I don't... I feel like it's like a script. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't feel like it's judges deliberations. I feel like it's a script. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's like literally, and it's like got papers, mm-hmm. like more than one paper yeah. on it. Pieces of paper. Uh, all right. So then they do the deliberations and then uh, we, they do the actual judgment. Okay. And yeah. they announce that the winner is actually they, in the top three. They name Abhora, Dolly, and Victoria Elizabeth Black, and then they they name Victoria Elizabeth Black as the winner. Uh, and to be fair, I will say Abhora said she goes, "I don't think I, sh- I I didn't think I don't think I should win." Yeah, but I'm glad that I was noticed. Yeah. So I would say I would say that that okay, at least she knows that you know she wasn't the best. Yeah. You want to know that? Then they, yeah. the the top three girls, they go away to chill out, and they have the remaining six there. And those six, they just kind of get told what's wrong with them. I do love that they get to bitch pudding last, and before they even critique bitch pudding at all, Swan goes, "What's wrong, bitch pudding? Is everything okay? It seems like something's yeah. bothering you. Like, why would you ask that?" Because they know. Because it's know, all exactly. manufactured. Because <laughs> they totally know what's going on. They're like. They literally are like, oh, what's what's wrong? Wait for a response. You know, it's like... Then it's why just, not just oh. be honest about it? Why not say, like, 
Now, bitch, we know that you, it, it seems like you, do you feel like the girls are, like, why do they pretend like they don't know what's going on? Like, oh, we're, we're so above it. We don't know what's going on. It's called acting. <laughs> well, they're not good it's at called, it. I guess they want her to say it. Well, also, I just, I think what I, what I hated was that bitch putting, instead of saying like, oh, you know, because first off, her look is her look. She mm-hmm. put on the late. She kept the latex. Mm-hmm. She put chose the thing. You know, like they weren't. They said that her performance was great. I mm-hmm. mean, they said her performance saved her, but her look was her look, and it wasn't. She, none of the women there were making her dress that way. Yeah, you know. So I thought it was a little weird that that was her takeaway. Was that I am not going to let these women dictate how I look or how I. It's like you didn't. You looked. It's almost like she was using them as a scapegoat. It's mm-hmm. like you use you chose this look, and now you're now you're saying that it's their fault. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was a little weird. I, I was a, uh, but yeah. Uh, other than that, I thought, and I will say this: that I thought also it was kind of funny that everybody got upset that she said Erica Clash should go home, and she's like, you know, she threw me under the bus. It's like she was the worst. She was like why would like honestly it's like she was just being honest yeah. like why would she you know what is she supposed to not say or you know and it's also like every if she chose anybody they would have been upset so it's just like i feel like she's you know she can't win for trying um let me ask you this question um uh did you think it was funny when at the end, because they're announcing the extermination challenge, because I actually thought this was actually funny. When Drek Morta goes, Do you want to know who's going to be in the extermination challenge? And then they're like, Okay. And she's like, Well, I'll tell you. It's all of you. <laughs> and I was like, I actually kind of legit laughed the way yeah. she said it. It was really, really, really funny. But let's talk about that extermination challenge. I don't think she set it up. I don't think she meant to say it that way. Oh, really? I feel like she honestly was like, and you're all in it. And then she was like, she just added more words than she was supposed to. <laughs> so she was like, I have to, oh God, I gotta. Uh, I also thought it was funny, and I don't know why I thought this was funny, but I thought it was funny that they didn't have enough hay, bales, bale of hay for everybody to sit on. <laughs> so they just had to sit like Kendra and James and Erica sat, but then everybody else had to, or I don't think, I think Erica had to stand up, but then everybody else sort of just had to like, lopsided lean and like sit you know like mm-hmm. kind of circle half circle around them yeah. I, just, I don't know why i just thought that was funny all right let's talk about that extermination challenge so two girls three teams of two girls went up against each other the first up was disasterina versus erica i couldn't tell you who won this one it was no. they just turned around they shot each other and screamed and here's and, the thing i don't honestly think these elimination challenges both of them have mattered they don't i think that they've known who they're gonna ki- kick off before they do the extermination yeah. and i think the exterminations are now just another form of the show where it's just a fun thing for them to force these people to do this is a perfect example because in this so it was let me tell you the pairs it was james majesty versus kendra onyx and then bitch pudding versus um uh monique shame and kendra onyx as we we learned was in the military so when she turns around she just nails james majesty like in the neck in the head in the chest like it's like she knows what she's doing with a gun. And James Majesty, in theory, should have been the one to go home. 
Yeah, because she. It seemed like Kendra got hit once. Yeah, Kendra got and hit she, once. Cause she was like, "I was gonna be nice, mm-hmm. but then she shot me in the leg." Like it was like, "Where was she supposed to shoot you?" Yeah. Like, what part of you would have you would you have preferred? Mm-hmm. So she shot her, but yeah, I was like, she essentially got shot once, and then ja- and then James actually got riddled with bullets. Yeah, and like in like the parts where you would die if you were a person. Uh, I think the one who got the most actually was Erica, though, because it seemed well, er- Erica and Disasterina seem to both shoot each other equal. So maybe it's like it in the pair. Are you saying like whoever in that group, whoever got the most or? Yeah, but oh, like, total but whoever even, got but the no, most. But I didn't even think with Erica and Disasterina, when you looked at it, they were all over the place. Some on the legs, some on the chest, some on the hip, some on the arm. Yeah, James I Majesty love was shot, or shot James Majesty in the neck. Yeah, like that all in the awesome. neck and on the face, like the face and the neck. They were just all shot up. It, it was just like you're like, oh, she destroyed her. Yeah, uh, and so in theory, James Majesty should have been the one to go home. And uh, as we learn later that evening, uh, Monarchy Shame is there with a cute kitten in her house, and strangely, a jack o' lantern. And yeah, it's got all these like fluffy dolls. <laughs> And and every and, and and a the most adorable kitten I've ever seen in my entire life. It is a very adorable kitten. And, well, and, first off, we have to say that they were that Jack Morta and, and uh, Swanthula were walking through stables yeah. at night. Uh-huh. Yeah, for some unknown why that scene needed to <laughs> yeah. be in the shot. Yeah, no sense to me. Yeah. like they were walking with Israel, and they were like. Oh well, this has been a fun night, and it's like. <laughs> yeah. But first, we have one more thing to do. Like we didn't know that it was going to be an extermination. Like we didn't <laughs> yeah. know that that was coming. Yeah. Oh, that just cracks me up that they feel well, like they need to add that. Well, like, yeah, and then and then they're like, we we have to go tonight and murder Monarchy Shame, and then she's surprised. She's just sitting there co- brushing her wig. Which, and then- by the way, she's brushing her wig in a full length next to a full length closet mirror, <laughs> and doesn't notice the person coming in until they literally turn their she turns her head yeah and see but she could see the whole house yeah and it the, the what i love is the place that they walk down looks like a mental asylum <laughs> like it looks like it looks like a room at a mental asylum that they're she's that he's walking into uh-huh. yeah and he put goes into the picks up a knife the most noisily way possible picks up a knife goes to the uh uh the dining room table sees the one of the her masks yeah puts the mask on because i know that when i commit a robbery i want my eyesight to be diminished yeah and so then goes and walks literally walks up to her the slowest way possible and then at the literally half a second later she finally looks over the cat knows exactly what's going on and also dies in one second like one stab she's like ah i honestly feel like if this is monarchy's apartment which Mm -hmm. if it is it's really cute yeah but whoever's apartment they were like you can do the death here but you can't get any blood or anything in my apartment like i can't have any kind of remnants on there because they literally show like between the little the the middle part yeah. where the eyes are mm-hmm. they show that's where the stabbing goes yeah, so you, you, no, you see absolutely no blood you're right and with that monarchy shame is murdered and only eight queens remain Lori Roggenkamp, any final thoughts on the episode i i will say that i we got to hear more from disasterina mm-hmm 
and I feel like her accent is not her real accent. Oh, it sounds fake. You're right. It sounds, sounds fake. Yeah. It sounds like how somebody thinks a, a Hispanic person. It sounds like how somebody from Orange County thinks oh, a Hispanic person talks. I thought like. she was trying to do like a French person. Oh, really? Yeah, like, oh, maybe oh hey, French I'm a disasterina. What are you doing? I'm a yeah. Well, then that's, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, it sounds like somebody, some, like an, a six-year-old man from Orange County, it sounds like how they think a, a person from France speaks. Yeah. Well, I, I'm here to take over competition. It's like, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to end the show there. Okay, well, that concludes this episode of the Dragula Recap Show. Join us next time when we discuss... Where? When we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the very next episode of Dragula Season 2. So, for for Lori Roggenkamp and myself. I am Lori Roggenkamp. So long. Oh, so long, uglies. Shut up. Camp hosts her own podcast called The Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. It's available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at LROG, that's L-R-O-G-G, and on Twitter at Lori Roggenkamp, that's L-A-U-R-I-R-O-G-G-E-N-K-A-M-P. Joe Batanz is one of the hosts of the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Podcast. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is hosted by two people who give their dumb opinions on a show that's widely available on the internet. So, it goes without saying that Hello Uglies has nothing to do with the following. The Boulet Brothers, Dragula, Hey Queen, Johnny McGovern, Lady Red Couture, Any Gay Pimps, Amazon Prime, Optimus Prime, Jeff Bezos, the characters of Dracula, Elvira, Vampira, Blackula, Bella Lugosi, Layla Bugosi, Out TV, Outfest, In and Out, RuPaul, Ruth Paul, Rude Paul, The Plot to Assassinate Fidel Castro, Your House When I Got TP'd in 1996, and Any Event That Ever Happened Ever. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media production.